listening to Filling the Storehouse podcast. I'm David. And I'm Stuart. And we want to walk with you on the journey to living the abundant life through faith, family, and freedom. Our goal is to refine our why while helping you find yours. Together, achieve our best and highest purpose. In the end, we'll drive each other to intentionally fill our storehouse. What up, Storehouse family? Hey, this is Stu. And before we get started on this episode... I want to take a moment to talk about my friend David Perret's new book, The No BS Guide to Military Life, How to Build Wealth, Get Promoted, and Achieve Greatness. Hey, if you're considering joining the military or if you are already serving and want to make the most out of your career while building passive income for after your service ends, this book is a must read. My buddy David Perret, he's an active duty Marine, he's a real estate investor, and he's the host of the Military Millionaire Podcast. And overall, he's a pretty rad dude. He has one goal in mind, to help you create a successful career in the military while building the life of your dreams for after service. Hey, we put a link to uh, this book in the show notes of this podcast episode, um, or you can just go to frommilitarytomillionaire.com slash stew, and uh, you can get your copy of the book. Uh, it's awesome. Highly recommended. Go read it and go for your storehouse. Make it a great day. See ya. All right, what's up, everybody? This is Stu and David, and this is Filling the Storehouse podcast. And uh, wow, we have a super special episode today. I am incredibly excited about our guest today, Bob Berg, uh, author of The Go-Giver. Um, I'm, I'm ecstatic. This is like one of the, the books that uh, David and I have, talk about all the time. Um, and, and honestly, it's one of the books that I probably give out the most uh, to individuals. If I'm thinking about giving a book to somebody as a gift. So, uh, Bob, welcome. It's, it's great to have you. Hi, Stu and David. It's so great to be with you both. And thank you both very much for your service to our country. Very appreciate it. Thank you very much, Bob. I uh, appreciate it. Hey, if when we start, uh, before we kick into the book, uh, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. And, and I think through that, We'll maybe get some insights into why you wrote this book and, and why these these five principles or these five laws are so um, were so fundamental to and they became such a strong part of your belief system and just uh, you know your, your life in general and 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 really have integrated into so many others' lives. So uh, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, that'd be great. Sure. I uh, began as a broadcaster first in in sports, a uh, radio sports, and then. Uh, television uh, news with a, a very small ABC affiliate in the Midwest, Midwestern United States. I really wasn't very good, though. I, I could read the news. You know, that's that's not particularly hard. But I, I certainly wasn't a journalist. And before long, I found myself having, uh, we'll say, graduated into sales. Nice. And the you know the challenge I had at first with sales was that I had no um, formal training. And the company, <clears throat> excuse me, where I was uh, working, uh, they really, their training was, was pretty negligible. So I was on my own. And so I floundered for the first few months. Uh, then one day I'm in a, a bookstore and I came across two books on selling, which doesn't seem like a big deal now, but this was 40 years ago. And these kind of thing weren't, things weren't as prevalent as they, they are now. In fact, I, I didn't even know there was such a thing as you know, how to sell. I really thought it was just you knock on doors, you make calls, you blah, 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 talk about your product, you know, all of the right, which is the opposite of what you should be doing, but I, I didn't know. 
Jim Rohn would have said, you know, the old uh, speaker and, and, and uh, business philosopher, Jim Rohn, who was really a legend, he would have, he would have described me as, as having the motivation but not the information. <laughs> right? nice. You gotta, you gotta have both. You know, just right. having the information without the motivation, you're not much better off. But you, you know, you've got to have both. Uh, so I, I got these two books. One was by Zig Ziglar. The other was by Tom Hopkins. Two, of course, legends, two icons in the sales space. And I started, uh, you know, every night after work. And I would say I never read the book, devoured the books. And so every night after work until the wee hours of the morning, I would read, I would highlight, I would study, I would practice, I would dog ear, I would, you know, uh, it, until I just knew it. And I went out and of course, you, you got to be able to apply the information that you take in or else nothing happens, right? And uh, within a few weeks, my sales really began to go through the roof. And the only difference for me was now I was, I had a methodology to follow, uh, a system, if you will. And I, you know, I personally define a system as the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles. The key being predictability, right? right? You know, if it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired result of B, then you know all you need to do is A and continue to do A and continue to do A, and eventually you'll get the desired results of B. Um, so that was, you know, that was to me, uh, everything you know now i what i also realized though was success in selling was more about just the how-to aspect as important as that is it's also it's really more about building yourself on the inside and then having that success manifest itself on the the outside so i started getting all the books that was that were recommended to me right the how to win friends and influence people the magic of thinking big the you know um um, think and grow rich as a man thinketh and psycho cybernetics and all the great classics, you know, yeah. and uh, I just loved it. And uh, in time, I worked my way up to sales manager of another company years later. And from there, I started teaching others how to do what I was what I was doing. And eventually uh, began a speaking business doing so. And, and then, you know, then 30 years after that, and then here we are. Wow. That's awesome. Well, you know, if you could, um, for those, I mean, I'm assuming that most have read this book that are in our listener base, but if they haven't, if you could just, just talk about, um, you know, the five laws of, of stratospheric success. And, um, and then I'd be curious about like where they came from, like where did they even started and how you got there. Sure. So, um, you know, it all really, and I think like everything, it, it begins with a, with a premise with, with, you know, the, with the beginning, right. And, and I, I like to say that the basic premise of the go-giver is simply that shifting your focus, and I think this is really the key, shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that doing so is not only a more fulfilling way of conducting business, it's the most financially profitable way as well. And not for any, you know, way out there, woo-woo kind of magical, mystical reasons. It actually makes logical sense, right? I mean, you think about it. When you're that person who can take your focus off yourself and place it on that other person, looking to discover what they need, what they want, what they desire, what challenges do they have that you can help them to solve? What kind of value can you bring them? How can you help them get closer to happiness? 
Well, you know, when that's the case, people feel good about you. They want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. Uh, they want to be in relationship with you. They want to see you succeed. They want to do business with you, if that's uh, apropos for what they need. Uh, and they certainly want to tell others about you. So it really is something that not only feels great to do, but it, it also is the most effective. Now, the, the five laws are the laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. Um, now, you asked, you know, how we got the idea, how John and I got John David Mann as my uh, co-author, uh, who's just a brilliant writer. I'm much more of a how-to person. I'm step one, step two, step three. John's nice. a fantastic, you know, storyteller and, and writer. Um, but, the, you know, the way the book came about is years and years ago, my first book that, uh, written back in the 90s was called The Endless Referrals. Uh, the subtitle was Network Your Everyday Contacts into Sales. And it was really a how-to book for entrepreneurs and salespeople who knew they had a great product or service. They knew it brought wonderful value to, to their customers, but they, they didn't necessarily feel comfortable going out into their communities and building the kinds of relationships that are important that cause people to want to do business with you and refer you to others. Uh, they didn't know how to build the kinds of relationships that I could, well, the, the basic theme, the premise of that book and all my teaching over the last, you know, really over the, the, since I've been doing it is simply that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. Yeah. That book was simply how to help them to build those relationships in a way that was confidence building. So there was never any pressure on them or the people they were, they were prospecting. Well, I, I'd always loved reading business parables. Uh, I, think, I think stories connect on a, a deeper level. Yeah. Uh, and I know with me from the, the first parable I ever read, which was Ogmandino's uh, 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 The Greatest Salesman in the World, as well as many other books. Uh, you know, the books in the, I think it was the late 70s, the early 80s, Doctors Blanchard and Johnson, the one minute series, the one minute manager, one minute salesperson, one minute apology, one minute, right? Yeah. Uh, to, you know, people like John Gordon and Chris Widener and just fantastic writers. And I always felt very connected with their stories, you know, with the, with the authors themselves and with the, the characters and the, the lessons. I thought, wouldn't it be great if we could take that basic no like, and trust premise of endless referrals, turn into a, a parable. So, you know, the first question I asked myself is just simply, what is the, the essence of that person who is able to both quickly and sustainably create those no like and trust relationships? And it comes down to the fact that they're givers. They're, they're always looking to bring value to others. And uh, so coming up with the title, The Go-Giver, was easy. By the way, you know, a lot of people think the opposite of a go-giver is a go-getter. We say, no, we love go-getters. Yeah, because go-getters take action, right? Right. Yeah. Without that action, nothing's gonna happen, right? Right. We say be a go-getter, a person of action, and a go-giver, a person who's absolutely laser focused on bringing immense value to others. Be a go-getter and a go-giver. Just don't be a go-taker. That's the person who feels almost entitled, if you will, to take, take, take without having added value to the person, to the process, to the situation. And they tend to be very frustrated because they rarely attain the kind of success they 
feel they deserve. Now, when they do, and, and there are those go takers who absolutely do, it's a tough way to make a living. Very hard to sustain it because you really don't have people who want you to succeed. You're really in it for yourself and by yourself. Can you do it? Yeah, but boy, is it stressful and it's and it's tough. So, you know, be a go-getter and a go-giver, just don't be a go-taker. But but so when we had the idea, the title and kind of a, you know, an idea for how the book would be, the, the thing I did again to uh, contact John, who was the editor-in-chief of a magazine I used to write for. And back then, you know, he was known very much in his specific niche as being a genius and a wonderful writer. But that, you know, today everyone knows who he is because he's the, he's the co-author and ghostwriter of choice whenever an agent or a publisher has a celebrity or a, a business icon or an athlete who they need to write, John gets the call. But back then, few people knew of John. Well, fortunately, yeah. I was one of them who did. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and, I, you know, and I asked him, and when I say I asked him, I mean I pleaded with him to be the co-author the co and, you know, lead writer, storyteller. And, you know, fortunately, then it, it took us 25 rejections from New York publishing houses before we finally found the, wow. the, the perfect publishing partner, which was Portfolio, a, div a business book division of uh, Random House, or um, Penguin Random House, but they've been just fantastic. So, you know, everything works out as it's supposed to, but you still got to put the work in to, you yeah. know, to having it happen. Yeah. Wow. That, that is... That is, that's incredible. There, there's so much there. And, and I think that's a huge part of the impact that, that the book makes and that, um, you know, the, the laws make. And, and I'm kind of curious, I don't know. I just, I don't know why this just popped in my head, but what's your, what's your favorite law? Uh, I think it's the law, <clears throat> excuse me, the law of influence. I think it's the one I, I relate to most because I think influence is so important. You know, John Maxwell, the iconic leadership authority uh, is, is known for saying uh, leadership is influence, right? Nothing more, nothing less. Well, you know, it, it's interesting because when you look at influence itself and you, you can look at it by definition and then kind of a, a deeper, I think more, even more important way, um, you know, um, influence can be defined as simply the ability to move a person or persons to a desired action, usually within the context of a specific goal. By definition, that's influence. That's its definition, but I don't think that's the, the substance or the essence of influence. I believe the essence of influence is pull. Pull as opposed to push, as in how far can you push a rope? And of course, the answer is not, not very far, at least not very fast or very effectively, which is why great influencers don't push. You, know, you, you never hear people say, wow, Tom or that Susan, she is influential. She has a lot of push. No. They say she's on people. They don't try to push themselves on people. They're not push E. Instead, they pull. Now, this pull is an attraction, right? Great influencers attract people first to themselves and only awesome. then to their ideas. So I think the question then is, well, how? You know, how do, they, how do you pull, right, in a way that helps you to become uh, influential? Well, you know, Dale Carnegie many years ago, and I think this is what great influencers know on a, uh, and they may know it intuitively or maybe through study, but Dale Carnegie in his, his, his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, he wrote, and I think, I think this was the underlying premise of his book. It's where he wrote, ultimately, people do things for their reasons, 
not our reasons. So the great influencer, what we, what John and I in our the, our latest book, the Go Giver Influencer, what we call the genuine influencer, um, they always they ask themselves questions to make sure their focus is correct. See, I believe we need to be internally motivated and outwardly focused. Okay, so the genuine influencer asks themselves questions such as, how does how does what I'm asking this person to do, how does it align with their goals, right? How does it align with their wants, with their needs, with their desires? How does what, what I'm asking this other person to do, how does it align with their values? How is it helping them get closer to their goals? And I think that when we ask ourselves these questions thoughtfully, uh, intelligently, uh, genuinely, authentically, not as a way to manipulate another human being into doing our will, but as a way of building everyone in the process, now we've come a lot closer to earning that person's commitment to our ideas. And that's, that to me is pull, and that's the essence of influence. Awesome. You, you mentioned uh, that book, The Go-Giver Influencer, and I know you've uh, written a couple others um, yeah. with kind of a similar title if you could kind of just talk about those real fast and maybe like which one do you think like which one's your influencer <laughs> the favorite one out of all yeah, of it's my it's yeah. my favorite yeah yeah, yeah. We, there's four in the series three of them are parables the first one's the go-giver uh the second one is called go-givers sell more and that's more like an application guide for salespeople to use who've read the go-giver and just want a deeper dive into it. Uh, the third one, which is the second parable, is the go-giver leader. And, the, and then the last one is the go-giver influencer. And the go-giver influencer, it really, the focus is more on people skills. You know, the idea being uh, that, uh, you know, that, that you're able to deal with, with others, even with difficult people, in a way that not only does everyone uh, come away a winner, which is, of course, very important, but to be able to do so in a way that that other person feels genuinely good about themselves, about the situation, and about you. I really believe people skills is that differentiator between the, um, the, the successful person, the relatively successful, the, the person who's achieved some real legitimate level of success, and that person who really attains that, you know, that stratospheric level. Because the technical skills... Uh, are great. I mean, they're so important. You've got to have them, the competence and the, of course. But these days, you know, that's just the entry fee for getting in the game. And you can get to a certain point with that alone. But to really get to that next level, it, the people skills is the is the differentiator. Yeah. And you, I was going to ask you something different, but I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by this whole thing. And, and they're somewhat related. So I was going to ask you, a lot of times they say that the best way to learn is to teach. And I'm curious how you writing these and being so focused on these topics have, have impacted your life and how you've seen that stratospheric success. But I'm also curious um, your opinion on, I think I know your opinion on, but, but can, this, can these skills be developed? Can, can people actually, a non-people person, become a people person through this uh, you know, dedication, study, and, and, and time? Yeah, you know, so I, and it's a great question. And I, I think there were, uh, there are kind of two answers to it. One is, you know, we're, we're all born, we're all created with certain 
inclinations or tendencies. For, for example, there, there's the person who's born with, with excellent gross motor and small motor control. Uh, they have great eyesight. You know, you give them a bat at three or four years old, they can, you know, hit that wiffle ball right away. You know, they've got a, there's a good chance they could be a fantastic ball player, right? Um, but unless they practice, have a good coach, and they put in lots and lots and lots of practice, well, they're only going to get so good, right? Even though, but if they do work at it, they can be very good. Then there's the person who may have just average coordination skills, but if they have, if they they're taught and they they put a lot of work into it and a lot of effort into it, absolutely they can they can be a you know they can be a great ball player. They may not be a pro ball player, but they'll be pretty darn good. Okay, um, and I would take the guy who has less natural ability who really practices it as opposed to the person with the natural skills who never practices. And you know that the hare is gonna, or the, the tortoise, tortoise is gonna beat the hare eventually, okay? So, so, so I think it's both. I think, yeah, I, you know, are there people who kind of have a, an inclination toward, you know, that, yeah, I think there are, but it's really a learned skill. You know, it's really something anyone can, uh, can learn, absolutely. And in your personal life, how, how have you seen just the intense study of these topics to be able to write, you know, these incredible series of books? How have you seen that impact your life? Well, so, you know, in, in my case, I was very fortunate in that I was born to a couple of just great parents who, who embodied what I would call the go-giver mentality, okay? And so I, I got to learn just by, by uh, being, you know, part of my family. My dad's people skills were to me second to none, but his was very natural. And, and one of the few that was that, that natural, that he just had a, uh, a natural way with people. He absolutely was curious about everyone. And he always had a desire to, as I like to say, make people genuinely good about themselves. So I got to watch him, okay? Now, I also studied it though, because to me, it wasn't quite as natural. You know, it wasn't as natural a thing for me. I did a lot of study, starting with Dale Carnegie's book, any book I could ever get when it came to influence or persuasion or people skills or confidence with people, uh, understanding human nature and what motivated people and being able to, I mean, so I put a lot of study into it. Um, and, but really I can still go back to everything I teach is based on just watching my dad. <laughs> you know, I mean, really it, it still comes back to that as much as I've been able to, to learn and, and study. Um, so, so in that way, I was very fortunate. In terms of business, you know, you, you kind of grow up and you, you go into the, the real world and you see people doing things in ways that really don't seem congruent with what you were taught. And sometimes you see them having some success and you say, hmm, well, why is that? And then you kind of see them fall and you say, hmm, okay, maybe it's not what, and you see other people who, and, and, and you come to a conclusion that, you know, when you really just look to benefit others, uh, great things happen. And again, there's nothing magic about it. it. It's also when you, when you, you know, when you study economics, let's say, and I don't mean deep into the economics, I mean, just very basic surface economics, free market economics. And you understand that if you can bring that, that, you know, the free market and succeeding in the free market is nothing more than bringing value to others. Because in the basically free market in which we still live, um, uh, and when I say free market, really what I mean is no one's forced to do business with anyone else. People do it on their own volition. Well, in a free market, the only way that you can earn a lot of money 
is to provide value to a lot of people because they don't have to buy from you. I can't tell you how often I've been at a sales, I've spoken at a sales conference where the very first thing I said was, nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet. Yeah. yeah. Right. They're not going to buy from you because you need the money and they're not even going to buy from you because you're a really nice person. <laughs> they're going to buy from you because they believe they'll be better off by doing so mm. than by not doing so. And that's great because it means that that entrepreneur or salesperson who genuinely, genuinely wants to please others, who genuinely wants to provide value to others to make other people's lives better through their product or service, that's the person who earns that trust, earns that business. That's why John and I say that money is simply an echo of value, right? So the focus must be on the value that you provide another person, the money you receive is simply a natural result of the value you've provided. That's such a that's such a great like just leadership concept too. You know, for those of us that are in the military that are trying to be leaders of, of, of men and women, I mean, how much how much more is someone going to want to follow and serve you if if you are turning that back and, and adding value to their lives and helping them and mentoring exactly. them and teaching them? Um, so it's it's definitely something that David and I try to you know, put into our our military. Uh, careers um, and be a leader, you know, for men and women there. And so with just a few minutes left, I'm, I'm curious if, I know, I'm sure you've had tons of amazing people and businesses, you know, in your life and um, that you've impacted I'm, I'm curious, like, if there, are there just a few that might just stick out, you know, some great stories of, of people or businesses that maybe didn't start with these principles and, and kind of took them and ran with them and, and kind of where they are now? And I mean, do you have any good stories of that? Well, I found that most of the companies who've had me in to speak, they really pretty much, this is how they did it. They get it. Yeah. Long before they ever knew of the book. Now, some have said that they started doing it after they read the book. And I, you know, I always take that as a compliment, but I tend to feel that usually they were already kind of there and maybe they just, you know, saw a few things. The success stories that we hear about often come from individuals. Okay. And, you know, so this is the small, the, 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 the individual salesperson or the small business entrepreneur, you know, uh, I remember hearing, um, or we received an email from a guy from uh, uh, the greater Pittsburgh area who he was a, a roofer. And during the uh, downturn, this is a number of years ago, he, um, when everybody, all the roofers were really, you know, suffering like everyone was, he said he did basically the same thing all the other roofers did. He tried to pull back on what he gave in terms of value and, and make more money. But of course, that doesn't, that doesn't really work in the real world. And so he read the book and he, he started asking himself, okay, how can I give more in value than what I'm doing without it costing money? And what he started doing was he would research how people could much more easily um, get money from the insurance company to repair their roof. Okay. So what he was doing was he was saving them a step, uh, a big step of having to do all the work. He was basically making it easy for them. So when they had a legitimate claim with their insurance company, he walked them through the process. In fact, he had it pretty much done for them. So that, it, so what did he do? He found a way rather than pulling back, he found a way to give more in value. And he said his business just, you know, went crazy at that point. That's awesome. That's awesome. Wow. Well, we are, uh, we want to be very respectful of your time. We know that you are uh, highly demanded and, and um, you know, I, I think that 
we're very appreciative. And I just want to part just with a couple of words of encouragement for you. I mean, it has completely impacted us. It's impacted us as most importantly, as fathers and husbands. Um, it's impacted us in, in our, you know, our, our faith journey uh, as naval officers in our business. And, and I'll tell you that I think part of it, you said that the companies that you've gone and talked to, a lot of them have been doing it. I think what was most impactful for me personally is that we've been doing, trying to do some of these things, but this gave us like a, a document. This gave us um, words to put to our actions, right? And I think that, that having that clarity has really forced us to, to, to refocus. And, and I'll tell you, like, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it because I, I genuinely love this book. Like, I want to be like that connector. That guy was just awesome. Uh, and, and I can't wait to read the rest of the series because it's just is, is so impactful for me. And I know a lot of our listeners, uh, same thing. And if you haven't read this book, you have to read this book um, because I, I think it'll, you know, again, it's not just for business. It's for life personally, uh, business wise, just makes you a better person. So thank you, Bob. Uh, oh, you know, that you, means so you, much to me. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you, if you write a book, uh, I'm reading it. Great. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been a, a true impact for us and, and just thank you for, for taking the time. And one last parting thing I want to say, I think Stu was originally attracted to you because he's got, we say that he has a face for radio. So there's That's probably a connection about me too. Berg, Berg, you got a great face for radio. Stay yeah. off of me. David always has to give a little, you know, a little nudge. A little... Well, we all have those friends. That, yeah, you know, always. Yeah. Hey, with, friends, <laughs> with friends like these, right? <laughs> uh, hey, how can people, uh, how can people learn more about you and, and plug in more to you, Bob? Yeah. Best place is uh, Berg, B-U-R-G dot com. And everything's pretty much there. Awesome. Awesome. Bob, thank you so much. It's been, it's been a true pleasure to have you on. Um, for folks listening, hey, share this episode. Hey, do, give us, do us a favor. Screenshot this episode and share it on your social medias and tag Bob. Um, give him a huge shout out. Go buy his books. They're amazing. They will, they will literally like change your life. Um, and, uh, and yeah, hey, most importantly, let's go fill your storehouse. Make it a great day, friends. Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Bob. See ya. Thanks for listening to Filling the Storehouse. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and share it with someone you love. And if you really felt inspired, leave a five-star review so we can continue to grow and help other Christian entrepreneurs fill their storehouse. If you're interested in creating financial freedom through real estate investing, be sure to check out our website at storehouse310turnkey.com. We'd love to serve you through our platform of building the kingdom. Just click on the contact link and we'll apply to you as soon as we can. Again, thanks so much for listening. Now go for your storehouse and make it a great day.